Hello and welcome back to the Power Switch, gaming's call-in talk radio show. My name is Peter Spezia, and today is May 19th, 2018. This is the 45th episode of the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We use Discord as a means to add and drop callers to talk about video games, and switch the power that is found in a typical gaming podcast. You can join our server to participate during recordings at rhymeswithasia.com call. On today's episode, Nintendo rumors with Pokemon Let's Go in our headline roundup. Our main topic is our E3 2018 yes or no contest. And then we will get to your calls if you are tuning in live on Discord. Uh, some housekeeping to start things off. It's been a very busy week. If you saw last episode or heard last episode, I can confirm that my wife and I did indeed adopt a puppy. Oh, he is so cute. Uh, he is a six-month black lab pitbull mix, we think. The paperwork said chow chow, but look at that face. He's he's definitely got some pity in him. Uh, we named him Loki, which uh, we thought was a, a fitting name. And uh, he's about 32 pounds right now, but he'll grow much bigger. Uh, he's being very good for the most part. Uh, having a puppy is like having a furry baby. Needs all of your attention, uh, even if it means, you know, going home in the middle of the workday to uh, go and check up on him. Uh, so I haven't been playing too much. I did play a little bit, though, and we'll get to talk about that later in the show. For now, it was a very busy week in the game industry. So let's start with our headline roundup. Nintendo kept things fresh on the E3 rumor mill front this week, uh, starting off with Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu, and Eevee. Uh, the rumored titles for the Pokemon Switch games. So it doesn't seem like we'll be getting Generation 8 if these rumors are to be believed. And first of all, let's just talk about how this came up. Uh, on 4chan, there was a post of a logo kind of sketched out with Pokemon Let's Go in Japanese and, and Pikachu in yellow in Japanese. Uh, and then if you go check out the uh, Twitter user of Pixelpar, uh, he had been doing some long teases of, you know, red and blue, uh, the characters from Generation 1, and their Encanto with their Pikachu and Eevee, and references to Let's Go, and, oh, looking at, down at Pokemon Go, and he's stringing these out over the last couple weeks, and it's like, well, that's interesting. And then you have Emily Rogers, who, a lot of what she had heard about Nintendo's Switch ended up coming true, uh, talking about that, you know, the, the Pokemon game would be revealed by the end of this month and that the branding would raise some eyebrows of people. And then you have a, a way back, you know, an April Fool's thing on, on 4chan that kind of lines up. If you think about what's been happening in Pokemon merchandise lately, you might have been noticing that Eevee has been popping up a lot more lately. And some of us, myself included, are like, well, that's, that's strange. I wonder why that's the case. If it's for Pikachu and Eevee being Red and Blue's characters in Pokemon Yellow, or Ash and Gary, whatever you want to call it, uh, that would make a lot of sense. The The gist of what is being rumored, still to be confirmed with possibly a Pokemon Direct, maybe coming this week, maybe the week after, who knows if it ends up being true, uh, but the gist of what is being rumored uh, is that it's not really a Yellow remake per se, but it takes place in Kanto after you know Red and Blue's adventures and that you are our new trainers 
that kind of follow in their footsteps a little bit, but you're in Kanto, and that there is some integration with Pokemon Go. Uh, you know, probably linking the accounts, however that would work. Maybe they add a Nintendo Network account, who knows, to, uh, to Pokemon Go, and you can link it that way, get bonuses in each game. It's, it's really interesting, but if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. Some people may not like the idea of going back to Kanto, but you have to try to get as many people to move over from 3DS to Switch as possible. And how are you going to do that? You're going to leverage the success of Pokemon Go. I mean, it still makes money hand over fist, even though, it ha yes, it has died down since its tremendous start in what, July 2016. Uh, it's still making a ton of money, and you also have the nostalgia of the Gen 1-er, of those who are familiar with the 151 and Kanto and things like that. So to kind of merge those two together as an initial Pokemon offering on Switch, I still think it's too early for Generation 8. Now granted, could they have Generation 8 lined up for 2019 and this is a 2018 game to hold us over? Entirely possible. Uh, you know, Pokemon should be a franchise that dominates Switch with the portability and everything. But if this is what they reveal uh, at E3 or just before for 2018, I'd be on board. Sign me up. So keep an eye on that. Pokemon, Let's Go, Pikachu, and Eevee. Then there's the rumor and Eurogamers collaborating and so many different, you know, Nintendo Life and other websites are saying that they're hearing sources that Retro, Retro Studios, is working on a Star Fox racing game that functionally could be, in a way, a spiritual successor to Diddy Kong Racing. Now, early reports of this saying that it's like, oh, it's like F-Zero and Diddy Kong Racing mix. And, you know, the more we start to kind of hear a little bits and pieces more, again, still rumored, but the more we hear about it, it's sounding more like, I mean, our wings are fast by nature, but it's not going to be the frenetic F-Zero racing by any means. But they're talking that there's going to be a story involved and there are bosses. And it, hey, it may be an on-rail shooter where you're shooting enemies to gain speed boosts and that's how you're racing. Uh, to kind of combine that way, it's, it's really fascinating in a way if that ends up being the case. The supposed working title at least is Star Fox Grand Prix. Uh, so... Wow, that would be something. Uh, for Retro to be silent for so long, uh, Eurogamer and other sources are also saying that they may have been working on a second title, it may not be working out, it may ultimately be cancelled. Uh, that would make sense if there was some kind of struggles behind the scenes. I mean, as perfect as some people may think Retro Studio is, uh, you know, game development isn't a perfect art. There is bound to be some struggles along the way, but at the same time, you could have some pretty good confidence that Retro Studios does put out a polished product that they're proud of at the end of the day. I mean, look at the Metroid Prime Trilogy, look at the last two Donkey Kong Returns games, uh, you know, Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze, Returns. Uh, you know, these are really solid entries. And for this to be a way of taking what is seen as kind of a dead IP, I mean, no one thought Star Fox would have any traction after what happened with Star Fox Zero, but if they want to bring back a spinoff to kind of broaden the portfolio of the franchise, I mean, who better to do it than Retro Studios? So keep an eye on that if it gets a different aim, if it stays as Grand Prix, if it's a game at all. That could be very fascinating come E3 for Nintendo. Call of Duty Black Ops 4 had its reveal event on May 17th, Confirming pretty much 
everything that had been leaked out already. Uh, they did show their multiplayer suite. Of course, they showed a Battle Royale mode, as expected. They call it Blackout. They're, they're saying that we're doing it the Black Ops way of Last Man Standing. We're, we're being so innovative, and we're doing land, air, and sea, ship you know, making it such a huge map and combining all our past maps and they can talk the talk, but at the end of the day, they're not talking about how many players are dropping in yet. That's interesting. I don't think though that's really going to be the sticking point when it comes to battle royale success long-term. Now granted, I don't see anything catching Fortnite. Uh, Fortnite is a runaway train at this point, but if you compare an eventually polished Call of Duty battle royale product like on top of all that they'll include with the multiplayer and the zombies and all this but call of duty i mean one of the gaming world's strongest brands i world war ii i think still sold the most copies out of all the games last year for what it's worth uh, it's still a very powerful brand but you want to compare that to PUBG, who still has kind of yet to get their polished footing under themselves i'm not sure Player Unknown's Battlegrounds can take it. I mean, it's already getting trounced in a way by Fortnite. We'll see what happens with Call of Duty and I'm sure Battlefield and other. Battlefield, for what it's worth, uh, Battlefield 5, May 23rd, as we talked about last week, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Trevor Noah from The Daily Show over here in America will be hosting. That should be interesting. But that multiplayer uh, reveal and game reveal overall, I guess, did get confirmed as V or Battlefield 5. Um, yeah, as back on Call of Duty though, uh, three zombies maps, and yes, no campaign mode. Uh, and that's interesting because statistics came out that the average Call of Duty Black Ops 3 player only played 4% of the campaign. Which, yeah, I guess if Treyarch is looking at those statistics, and we talked about it when this was rumored, like there have to have been some metrics that told us that this was going to happen. and. Yeah, the average player playing 4%, that, that kind of makes sense. Now, for players who like single-player experiences like myself, probably going to be your I pass on Call of Duty. But, you know, for those that love the multiplayer, love the zombies, have at it. Some great news came out of Microsoft this week where they announced the Xbox Adaptive Controller. Basically, a, a controller at $100 comes with all sorts of different possible accessories for players with disabilities to customize their game playing experience so that it's that's playing games is as easy for them as possible. Uh, what a remarkable initiative to be taken upon by a major first party, you know, console manufacturer. Uh, this is really admirable for Microsoft to do and I give them all the kudos in the world. I mean, I'd like to see Sony and Nintendo kind of follow up with similar efforts, but I'm not sure they will. It's because Microsoft's in the place where they can try these things. Uh, they're pushing the services. They're pushing these kinds of initiatives. And man, good on them. Uh, it's going to question if they're going to you know, save some of their game fronts for this E3 or are they pushing for next console generation? Uh, that'll be hard to say. But man, this is awesome to see. Uh, really glad to see that they're pushing for this and working with charities like Able Gamers. I, I mean, those are the right people to be working with. So kudos to Microsoft for the adaptive controller. Looking to hearing more success stories like that in the future. Boss Key, Cliff Plazinski Studio, uh, makers behind, well, recently Radical Heights trying to capture the, the whole Battle Royale aspect. But Lawbreakers was the hero shooter 
sort of attempt before that with a lot of verticality and speed. Lawbreakers never really caught on. I mean, there was a point where on Steam it had zero players. Uh, Boss Key shutting down, though, in an announcement from Cliff Blazinski. He's going to take some time to you know, spend time with his family. Uh, you know, granted, games that did not catch on, did not work out to his liking. I mean, Radical Heights especially, while it had some... You know, Steam pickup on Twitch and all that. It was you know, a free-to-play game, and again, it didn't make the company enough money. It was really an attempt to try to keep the company alive, uh, you know, to to no avail, unfortunately. So sad that when a game studio doesn't work out like that. But you know, Cliff should take all the time in his in the world, and you know, wishing him the best of luck in the future. As we thought last week with the Walmart E3 leak, Rage 2 officially revealed with that, you know, that London 514 uh, tease that, yes, sure, the uh, reveal trailer came out on that Monday, May 14th. Gameplay trailer the next day uh, looks exciting. We got confirmation on the studios developing it. It will be Avalanche uh, over in Sweden there. They were the makers of Mad Max from 2015. Uh, rather, you know, well-received open-world game and set in that, you know, post-apocalyptic universe. Uh, that was the game that came out on the same day as Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain. So definitely overshadowed with hype from that game. But, you know, people who played it seem to really enjoy it. And when you take that kind of gameplay and combine it with the uh, development help from id, I mean, you know, to take you know, the kind of Doom first-person shooter with that open-world post-apocalyptic. Yeah, you can you can splash the, the hot pink aesthetic and the kind of pop-punk sort of... Uh, it's almost like Borderlands on steroids in a way, right? Um, that is looking to be really exciting. Game's coming out in 2019, so I wouldn't you know, get hyped for it for the end of this year. But next year uh, should be maybe something we see more from Bethesda at their E3 presentation. The NES Classic returns on June 29th. Uh, that kind of came out of nowhere, right? I mean, we kind of heard it was going to come back this year. And, you know, NES and SNES Classic, kind of just a one last go before I'm sure they shut off the supply spigots for good. Uh, they just want to make sure that people have enough out there. So June 29th, watch out for those pre-orders if you really wanted it and missed it the first time around. And then kind of in the sports world, that kind of crosses over in a way to video games. Uh, the U.S. Supreme Court voted 7-2 to two to lift the federal ban on sports gambling. Uh, this started off with a case, I believe, that was in New Jersey. And so certain states like New Jersey, like Delaware, they're ready to pick up and start their industries going. Because now it comes to a state level. That's the thing. It's not, oh, sports gambling nationwide. And now the states have to kind of set their own paths and how do they tax the income made from that and, and all of that stuff so but you know new jersey and delaware they seemed like they're raring to go they say you know maybe even by the nba finals which that'd be a week or two away i know michigan is trying to talk about how soon they can get things going they're hoping maybe by football season i mean heaven forbid the roads here in michigan need all the money they can get but why does this apply to video games it's a big deal in sports but it applies to video games because of the esports angle uh you know if you can talk that you know certain esports matches can be legally gambled upon that kind of changes the dynamic. That changes how much money can be brought into these industries. I mean, when sports leagues like the NBA and NFL are talking about, yeah, bring it on. Like, we we want more income like this. I mean, the Mark Cuban of the NBA's Dallas Mavericks says that the value of owned teams could double 
from this announcement if it comes through and comes to pass. I mean, you're talking about a lot of money and more engagement overall in a way where sports have kind of died down in engagement over the last five, ten years because there are more things to do. And hey, if, if people can responsibly gamble and put their money where their mouth is, so to speak, that could apply to esports going forward as well. So just something to keep an eye on and be aware that it, that's happening. But let's get to our main topic. E3 2018 is a few weeks away, and that means it is time for us to set up this year's Yes or No contest, uh, where we make predictions based on 50 questions that I provide to you, and you answer yes or no. So yes, on the return episodes here of the Power Switch, I have talked about Microsoft, Nintendo, Sony predictions, but those were a few weeks ago. Things have changed in the game industry. And so some of the questions have been adapted for these final questions. Also have 10 questions about third parties, and then also 10 where, you know, is this the year for this game to be revealed or learn more information about this game? So when this episode is posted, you can go to rhymeswithasia.com slash E3 2018. I will have all the information posted there on how you can apply you know, different bonuses that you can get for depending on when you apply for this contest. And the winner, whoever has the best score after E3, uh, will get to be a guest on this show to talk about all of E3, wrapping it up. It should be a fun time. If you've been on Show Me Your News or the Power Switch last year, you should be pretty familiar with how this goes. Uh, it's about the same this year. So just go to the website there and you'll learn more. So here we go. I will rattle off the 50 Yes or no questions. We're going to start with Microsoft. Will a brand new first party intellectual property be announced? Will Halo 6 be revealed? Will an all new Gears of War or Fable game be revealed? Will Crackdown 3 receive a specific release date? Will a racing game specifically titled Forza Horizon 4 be announced? Will Below and Ashen be shown during the conference? Will an old rare property be rebooted in some fashion? Will Minecraft be mentioned during the conference? Will online multiplayer capability be permanently included with a Game Pass subscription? And will virtual or augmented reality be mentioned during the conference? Next up, 10 questions for Sony. Will the conference open with a live orchestral performance? Will third-person gameplay footage be shown during the conference from all three of the following? The Last of Us Part Two, Death Stranding, Ghost of Tsushima. Will Days Gone or Dreams receive specific release dates? Will a new game from one of Sony's first-party studios be revealed? Will Bluepoint announced that they are remaking one of the following titles, Metal Gear Solid, Demon's Souls, Infamous. Will PlayStation Now or backwards compatibility be mentioned at all during the conference? Will PlayStation VR be mentioned or shown in a specific game's trailer during the conference? Will From Software show more of the project currently known as Shadows Die Twice? Will new video footage of Final Fantasy VII Remake or Shenmue 3 be released? And will PlayStation users finally be able to change their PSN names? 
Now, 10 questions for Nintendo. Will more than two newcomers be revealed for Super Smash Brothers? Will Retro Studios reveal a new IP for Switch? Will a Mario Maker, Animal Crossing, or a Pikmin game be revealed for Switch? Will two of the following three Switch games receive an official title? Pokemon, Fire Emblem, Yoshi. Will a Metroid Prime 4 trailer be shown during the Direct? Will games from a system other than the NES be announced for distribution via Nintendo Switch Online? Will a new game for 3DS be revealed during the Direct? Will two of the following four third-party games receive Switch ports? Overwatch, Fortnite, Grand Theft Auto V, Dragon Ball Fighters. Will Mario Kart Tour be mentioned during the Direct? And will Mother 3 be announced for Switch? It's time for 10 questions featuring third parties. Will Kingdom Hearts 3 receive a specific release date that is before November 1st, 2018? Will Rocksteady reveal a new game that features an established superhero protagonist? Will Cyberpunk 2077 receive a 2019 release window? Will the Avengers Project be shown at all? Will a new character or mode for Overwatch be announced? Will Anthem receive a specific release date? Will a new Splinter Cell or Watch Dogs game be revealed during Ubisoft's conference? Will Bethesda Game Studios reveal a new IP? Will more than two games shown during the press conferences have Battle Royale modes announced? And will a game series which had its last title released over 10 years ago receive a new installment? Here are 10 games where could this be the year for more information? Half-Life 3, Portal 3, or Left 4 Dead 3. Devil May Cry 5, Borderlands 3, The Elder Scrolls 6, The Sims 5, Resident Evil 2 Remake, Saints Row 5, Banjo 3E, Deep Down, and Agent. The tiebreaker this year will be how many times will Smash be said during the Nintendo Direct. So lots to consider almost three weeks out from E3. It's exciting. Again, rhymesathasia.com slash E3 2018. That should be up by the time this gets published. For rules, you can see the questions uh, all listed out there. And just yeah, how to apply for this contest. It's really fun every year, you know, depending on you know what you pick and just it gives a certain kind of engagement as you're watching the press conferences to see what will happen. This is kind of what we think may happen, yes or no. So that's what I have to say when we come back. We'll get to the callers. Uh, you can talk about any of the headlines, the questions here in the main topic, games you're playing, anything really is on the table, and that's when we come back here on the power switch. Welcome back to the Power Switch. Lots to talk about Nintendo rumors, E3 hype, 
Anything's on the table. Let's see what you guys have to say. Joining us from North Carolina, Demetrius, welcome back to the Power Switch. How are you? I'm good. Uh, thank you for having me back. Of course. What would you like to talk about today? So um, this one might be just a little off topic, but I, I, I kind of want to talk about the, uh, the third party situation on Switch sure. following the semi-bombshell that uh, Black Ops 4 is not coming to Switch, despite all the rumors that were like swirling around. Like a lot of the same folks are reporting the rumors that are ultimately ended up being correct about Black Ops 4, the lack of single player, and the, you can kind of see the similarity to <laughs> Overwatch just a bit. And of course, the Battle Royale mode. A lot of the same folks who reported those rumors said the game was coming to Switch, but uh, then the developers came out and said that there are no plans to bring the game to switch um, yeah, yeah it's really interesting because what yeah the rumors were saying that it would just be the battle royale mode only and it'd be a separate studio doing the mm -hmm. port so i wonder yeah, if it's just like if it's dev speak just you know being very literal in a way that like oh. Oh, well Treyarch, we're not doing anything but you know, maybe someone else is doing something that's for oh. nintendo to talk about it, it is strange like that I, that did kind of surprise me a little bit oh. I mean, what's really interesting to me about that is that the word, the question was specifically worded to basically be all encompassing. Like, is there any aspect of Call of Duty Black Ops 4 coming to Switch? Like, they didn't even ask if the game is coming. They asked, like, right. you know, because, you know, the rumor was for the Battle Royale mode only. They asked, is there any aspect of uh, Black Ops 4 coming to Switch? And they were like, no, there's no plans for mm -hmm. that. So... At this point, if there is a part of Call of Duty Black Ops 4 coming to Switch, then the developers are currently lying about it. Like, if there right. are any plans whatsoever for it. Yeah, and maybe they're, if, if so, maybe they're tied up in different uh, you know, NDAs or agreements for certain announcements. I mean, in the world of PR, it, it sometimes can get that way. Uh, but let me ask you a different question here. Mm -hmm. If it's not coming to switch. Do you think it matters? All right. I got two answers to that. Uh, for me, it doesn't really matter because I mean, I, there was a slightly higher chance that I would get it if it was coming to switch, because I feel like that's a, almost a symbolic gesture. Like, yes, we, we actually are supporting this console. And so I'd be like, Oh, maybe I kind of have to support it, but it's call of duty. And I was never really interested in it anyway, mm -hmm. but and uh, I also feel like it, it's not going to have its biggest audience on a Nintendo console. They still usually sell a million, but right. um, it certainly not wasn't counting on that uh, audience. And Activision has never really respected the Nintendo audience uh, as far as Call of Duty is concerned. But at the same time, it is a, a huge franchise. Having it there is better than not having it you know unless it ends up flopping but like if people wanted it they should be able to have it on the system of their choosing i've seen quite a few people say they would like to play a Carly on a switch like i said um i'd be more likely to play it if it was uh on switch than if it's not see i asked the question because I don't think it's necessary. Granted, of course, it would be a big brand to get Call of Duty on Switch, right? <laughs> but if we're talking about Battle Royale, you're talking multiplayer that needs the internet connection. 
And when you're talking about a system that can be portable, you're not guaranteed to have Wi-Fi. You're not necessarily guaranteed to have that stable, you know, online connection. Hell, Nintendo doesn't have a stable, you know, network plan until September 2018. And then even we don't know how well that will function. Granted, I think the bigger get, and it ties back to one of our, you know, E3 yes or no questions, is if uh, Fortnite uh, port does come to switch that would be a much bigger get for the system granted falls in the same sort of pitfalls of needs the online connection and all this but if we're talking about what's big right now what's big with the audience that can mobilize better towards switch and it's you know the kids these days you know we're saying as you know <laughs> as older older millennials and the like right but um you know, Fortnite, while it, it may not be a big deal to me, and maybe not to you, I don't know, but it's it's huge right now. So if you're talking, yeah. and, and then of course, you know, it, it's Unreal, it'd be a Epic would be easily able to port it to Switch. It's just a matter of having the manpower to do so. If they can make it work on mobile, they can definitely make it work on Switch. I think <laughs> if we're talking about two brands where it would quote unquote matter, I would think a Fortnite Battle Royale would matter much more than Call of Duty, which already has its roots in PlayStation right now with the DLC exclusivity, limited time and all that, even on Xbox. I mean, the roots are there. Yeah, Activision, I mean, the Switch has supported and had you know great success without you know big Western publishers coming to bail them out. Yeah, um, in that respect, I, I don't think the Switch is going to like fail because it's not. Oh, no, no. Like, yeah. Um, Quite frankly, I, I say this type of thing all the time. If you're buying a Nintendo Switch on the promise of uh, the third-party games, like if that's why you're buying a Switch, that wasn't a good idea at all. <laughs> right, like, right. You, there's no, absolutely no reason why you should consider that to be a good idea. Like disregarding the fact that third parties just seem generally inclined to Nintendo. It's a Nintendo console. You really should be buying it first and foremost for the nintendo games mm -hmm. so in that respect i think it's going to be fine because we're going to we're going to see more big nintendo games at e3 and like we actually happen to know as of now that we actually have a decent lineup for the future people are very sort of like what have you done for me lately oriented or very mm -hmm. very sort of in the moment oriented Instant gratification absolutely yeah so, like, I, me as someone, you know, who's a little bit more patient, I kind of know that Yoshi, Fire Emblem, Bayonetta 3, Metroid, Pokemon, blah, 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 all mm -hmm. these games are in development. Whatever I don't know about that's in development is in development. And we I'm, can't forget about Morphe's Law on the shooter front. Oh, like, oh, <laughs> I liked that idea. What is happening with yeah, that? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> talked about in the Nindies and then just... Poof, nowhere. It's just, it's just gone. They don't need, <laughs> developers don't update us. Nintendo doesn't update us. What what happened, Morpheus Law? Mm -hmm. What happened? Like I said, I've got, I've got plenty to look forward to on that front. I feel like if you have a Switch, you should see that too, you know. But at the same time, having that third-party support would be pretty nice because the vast majority of third-party games... I would actually prefer to have them on my Switch because it's like having two games in one. It would be like in order to get the experience you get on Switch now, where you can have a game on the go and a game at home, you would have to you would have had to have two different consoles until, you know, twenty March third, twenty seventeen. You would have 
you would have had to buy two different consoles and one of them would have been significantly weaker and couldn't do this those same things. right right now you have that option like let's say the call of duty for uh black ops 4 experience not just the um blackout mode came to switch and let's say i had a campaign um <laughs> I'd be like, okay, I can play the campaign on a train ride or something like that. And whenever I have downtime, run through that. And then when I'm at home, I can play the multiplayer. Uh, just like you'd have that option. And that option is not present in a variety of ways now. So it's a little bit worrisome to me in that, like I said, I don't think the Switch is going to end up flopping because that's ridiculous. But I think the third parties are going to ignore switch um or uh, most of them are going to largely ignore switch that makes any sense like we'll probably get the occasional mario plus rabbits or the 2ks and vivas of the world you know a gimped port of those um right and but these games that are pushing the first part the big you know triple a graphics yeah they're not gonna come to switch and and that's okay if it wants to be in the nintendo and indies machine and then specially crafted experiences or things that can scale, uh, as we talked about in the past on this show, uh, something yeah, like a Fortnite, that would certainly apply. Uh, granted, it's, it is going to come down to, when it comes to the multiplayer games, how well can Switch Online handle it? Uh, does it work ideally to you know run off of just Wi-Fi wherever you happen to be? Uh, a lot of questions still to be answered there, but man, yeah, Switch is so perfect. Like I would love to take a campaign on the go, but that's not happening in this year's Call of Duty. Well, Demetrius, thank you so much for calling in. Uh, people can find you on Twitter at D underscore Damone. That's D-A-M-O-N. Uh, thanks so much for your time, man. We'll talk soon, all right? Uh, for sure. I'll be back for, you know, especially the E3 uh, show. Because E3 hype! For sure. All right, thanks for calling in. Good stuff to talk about. Looking forward to more people participating in our E3 contest. Definitely do that. You'll have a few weeks to do so. Then, you know, as, as Demetrius said, we'll have a, a big E3 show planned. Always, always a good time. So when we come back, uh, we'll get to what I've been playing and then also the games that are coming out this week. That's when we come back here on the Power Switch. Welcome back to the Power Switch. This week's tempo control music is brought to you by Heavy Rain. You can find a new video game music top 10 list from a specific game soundtrack every Tuesday over at youtube.com slash rhymes with Asia. So what have I been playing this week? Not a whole lot with the puppy and all things considered there, but I did squirrel away a couple hours and got to just power through an old standby. Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. The HD version on PS3 just kind of burned through the, the hero story you know, as the, the puppy was kind of sleeping there. I'm like, all right, I can play something. Uh, out of all the games, what can I play? Well, I can maybe do Final Fantasy VII. And this is like a PS3 upstairs as opposed to you know the, the big entertainment center in our basement, which you know had like Heavy Rain there calling my name or any of these uh, newer games. But it's like, all right, I got PS3. I got Sonic Adventure 2 on there. Why not? Just run through it. Always a good time. I was getting really, really bad luck in uh, in Death Chamber and Meteor Herd on those uh, Master Emerald Shard spawns for Knuckles. That was that was a little tough there, but uh, it's always a good time just to go back and uh, 
you know, it's, it's one of my favorite games and just to kind of go through the motions in a way with that. Maybe I'll eventually just give the dark side a, a spin there, the dark mode story. Uh, but, you know, the hero is always good to just burn through real quick. Uh, really, that's all. Uh, <laughs> what am I pl- really playing? I'm playing Puppy Trainer. <laughs> but, you know, let's uh, and Nintendogs in a way, right? Uh, no, he, uh, Loki's a good boy, but he, uh, he does have a, a lot of attention and a lot of time maintenance there. And Detroit Become Human... Uh, coming out this week. What other games are coming out this week? We're uh, starting with State of Decay 2. Uh, this is the zombie post-apocalyptic sort of people and item management game. I guess if you don't know much about State of Decay, it's it's not the kind of zombie action game you're used to. It's more of the survive, manage sort of uh, situation there. So that's on Tuesday, May 22nd on Xbox One and PC there. That is the the second of the three big Microsoft first party games when they were talking about uh, with, you know, Game Pass and all that. The first one, of course, being Sea of Thieves. State of Decay 2 is this one. And then where's Crackdown 3? I don't know. We'll, we'll see at E3. There's hopefully more to come on the Xbox exclusive front or PC as well, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 and 2 come to Nintendo Switch on Tuesday, May 22nd. If you're getting the cartridge version, uh, do know that it's only Legacy Collection 1 on the cartridge and then you download Legacy Collection 2. Uh, so you might want to just get digital for that only. And you can get those separately at $20 a piece or it's 40 I think, for the, the combined there. I recommend going digital there. I mean, unless you really want you know the cartridge there, but you're not getting the full experience on the cartridge, just so you know. Runner 3 comes to Switch and PC on May 22nd. Uh, that's I think it's the Bit Trip Runner there. I, I, I may be mistaken there, but it's good to see another uh, game in that collection there. Stardew Valley is coming on May 22nd to PlayStation Vita. Vita means life, even though Kotaku reported that uh, Sony is stopping Vita cartridges for the North American market. Physical games are being stopped for Vita. That's not entirely unexpected. They're continuing over in Japan because of a stronger demand there. Uh, But Stardew Valley is cross-buy with PS4. So if you bought that game on PS4, surprise, you'll get to download it there. Or if you buy the Vita version, you'll get to download uh, Stardew Valley to your PS4. Again, on Tuesday, May 22nd. And then on Friday, May 25th, as I said, Detroit Become Human. This is Quantic Dreams, new offering, the, the David Cage game about androids in Detroit and their uprising, so to speak. Uh, I am excited. I already have the game pure digitally, so I will be playing that if I get the time to with Puppy and all. Uh, as I've said on past shows, like I'm really just interested in how the Kara story comes full circle. Uh, I remember seeing that teaser trailer way back when and just being fascinated by the concept and then when it's called Detroit Become Human and I'm in the Metro Detroit area can't help but have some fascination there say what you will about David Cage games I at least want to give it a try and then Dark Souls Remastered also comes to uh, PS4 Xbox One and PC on May 25th not the Switch version not yet anyway I heard in the Australia New Zealand market that may be pushed back to winter but I still think it's a summer plan as far as last reports were saying for Nintendo Switch, at least here in the States. But uh, on PC, 
if you have the Dark Souls Prepare to Die edition, uh, you're probably going to be able to get remastered for 50% off. So 20 bucks instead of 40. I think that's what we're going to do. We're going to get uh, Dark Souls remastered for PC. Because at the very least, it'll patch out all that DS fix nonsense on PC. You'll have be able to have controllers work finally. Uh, so that should be a good experience. And apparently they're, uh, they've had Blight Town pretty much all patched up. So no frame rate drops and things like that there. A big week for games. That's that's really exciting. Uh, looking forward to playing Detroit. My wife will probably dig into Dark Souls. And I'll probably even maybe give Dark Souls a try eventually. But maybe not next week. Anyway, that'll do it for this episode of The Power Switch. We are hosted by RhymesWithAsia.com. And we're on YouTube and Twitch over at Rhymes with Asia. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Power Switch. I am at Pete Speakeasy. You can email us any questions, concerns, comments, or opportunities at powerswitchpod at gmail.com. You can subscribe to The Power Switch on podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you could be so kind as to leave a review, that would really help as well. Most importantly, to participate in future episodes, you should join our community on Discord by visiting rhymeswithasia.com call. It's a small but growing community, so now is the perfect time to have your voice heard on this podcast. If you'd like a YouTube video to watch and you are interested in the Super Smash Brothers brawl hacking scene and how that has grown in all of the years since Super Smash Brothers brawl, uh, the name Smash Brothers Legacy has been floating around uh, throughout the last week. There has been the XP version of their Smash Brothers mod, adding characters, adding you know just sort of these. Uh, rounded edges in a way to make a better brawl experience. I think in a way, actually, it's kind of based on more Project M, but adding more characters, you know, move refinements, things like that. I mean, when you're talking about Waluigi playable or actual Ridley with his own moveset playable, Gino playable with a unique new moveset, uh, things like that, it's, it's amazing to watch. They also have their TE version, a tournament edition with different competitive polishes, uh, things like you can, you know, just restart matches at the end of match. So, you know, go right into a new set or uh, just skipping the results screen altogether and going right back to character select. I mean, little things like that. So check out uh, the YouTube video for Super Smash Brothers Legacy. I'd start with XP, but then if you're interested about the competitive refinements, check out their, the TE version as well. So it's going to be another big week, I think, for game news. I was so close to having just, you know, with this Pokemon news, I'm, I was itching to talk about it, and but it was it was very busy that night and getting used to the puppy. Uh, so uh, lots to, to figure out there and how timing is going to work going forward. But at the very least, we'll try for next Saturday, 2 p.m. Eastern time. It seems to at least work for the consistency of my schedule. Hopefully it works for yours as well. So stay tuned to our Discord channel as everything develops, and regardless whether it's live or on your own time, I look forward to you joining us for our next episode. With that, I am Peter Spasia. Until next time, switch up, call in, game on. <laughs>